Welcome back to Composer Quest. I'm your host in Minneapolis, Charlie McCarran, and in this show I talk with composers, songwriters, producers, and scientists about the creative process of making music. This week's episode features guitarist and songwriter Siyama Matazungidi, who became legendary in Kenya for his hit songs in the late 70s. In this episode, Siyama shares some great stories and songs, along with his partner, Dallas Johnson. They also explain how their cockatiel, Tim, is a very special parrot. Sometimes I play my guitar, and then the bird will start singing. This imitating the guitar? Yeah. yeah. He, he singing melody In, over the chords. Over the chords. And he knows the scales. Like, and, oh, and, yeah. <laughs> what? And then he knows the <laughs> he scales. He sings in the right scales. Like, he'll change when the chord changes. Before we get into it, I have a few announcements. This episode is brought to you by my generous Patreon patrons and by lynda.com. Lynda is an online learning platform with over 3,000 on-demand video courses to help you improve your creative, technical, and business skills. For a free 10-day trial, go to lynda.com quest. And Lynda is spelled L-Y-N-D-A. Now, a moment to thank my patrons. This week's jingle is for Michael J. Winstanley, a lover of ragtime and a collector of Edison Cylinder records. Michael J. Winstanley is the world's best peony man. When he taps those keys, the girls all swoon to the top of the moon. If his record's playing, there's a gal who sings that she loved him. Thanks again, Michael. If anyone else listening wants me to write them a jingle for the next season of the podcast, there are still 11 spots left. So check out patreon.com slash charlie. And if you pledge $3 or more per episode, I'll write you a jingle in season five. Thanks again to all my patrons for your support. I really appreciate it. Make sure to tune in next Wednesday for the season finale episode, which features a special guest making their triumphant return to the podcast. Now let's get to my talk with Siyama Matizungiri. Siyama, yes. thanks for joining me here. You are welcome. And I'm happy to be here. Yeah. And Dallas, thank you for being Hi, here, too. thank you for inviting us. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, uh, I met you not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, maybe last month? Yeah, know. something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was fun. I got yeah. to talk Swahili with you <laughs> yes. for the first time yes. in a, a long time. But obviously, I <laughs> forgot most of it. Oh. <laughs> Now, anytime you want a reminder, just call and speak Swahili. Hey, how are you? All right. Uh, yeah. So, I was listening to your music that you sent me, mm-hmm. the Sukus yes. mu- style. Yes. Uh, and I just love 
your guitar playing in that. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Could you describe um, Sakus music and where that came from? Yes, uh, originally Sakus music came from Central Africa in the Republic Democratic of Congo. And, uh, you know, there is two Congos. Is the Republic Democratic for Congo, who our capital is Kinshasa, that the way I'm from. And there is another one where the capital city is Brazzaville. I think they call it now uh, just the Republic of Congo. It's very confusing for me. <laughs> <I'm> like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the Sukus begin in the Republic Democratic of Congo, and then went to the other Congo, and from there, for some reason, influence went to Cuba, and then the Congolese people got some stuff from Cuban too, and mixed, so we like kind of blended it to each other, like we take from them and take from, uh, you know. Sure. Huh. Mm. What would you say are the elements that came from the... Uh, Democratic Dem- Republic of yes. Congo versus like elements from Cuba, like the clave. Oh, okay, yes, yeah. the clave really similar to what Sukus now plays. Watching your video mm. of your lesson for playing yeah. guitar yes. in the Sukus style, yes. I was wondering if you would be willing to demonstrate that a little bit for my listeners. Um, oh, yeah? Okay, like, I would play something, will be like one, four, one, five. Okay, I will be in A. Let's choose the key. So, This will be the easiest way for Sukus. But then, you don't want to play something boring. <laughs> like, ah, oh, I want to make it more interesting. Like, instead of being A, I can play. Yeah, thing like that. So now, That the same thing one four one five one one five. So you have to make it interesting there is many ways oh the 
that the other way too. And then when somebody's playing like that, so the lead could be up. So my, my rhythm is here. I can be... kind of like happy music <laughs> yeah when you were first learning guitar and coming up with these things was that like what you were hearing from yes. other people or yes like uh, your brain will absorb several playing of other people and it can create you yourself can create something will be your style and then when you play oh that's yama People, like in my country, if I was living there, they would tell, oh, that Siamo plays guitar like that. And now, I mean, there is some guitarist I would listen to them like, oh, that's so-and-so. That's so-and-so. Yeah. That's cool, because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of pops music yes, and yes. rock music nowadays, you yeah. wouldn't be able to say for sure, like, yes. oh, that's that yeah. guitarist. Yeah. Because it's not a featured <laughs> instrument as much <laughs> anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, true. And when he lived in Nairobi, yeah. he was playing on big hit songs that all the musicians had to play covers of the hit songs, and they couldn't figure out how to, you know. <laughs> but he was right there, so people would literally come to him and say, would you show me how you play that song? That's, oh. <laughs> yeah, like, would you show me how you play that song? Yeah, that, like this, I never forget that. Like this, uh, I composed this long ago, just intro. intro <laughs> I had to play by myself how do you play that <laughs> but because the entire band had to be waiting until the intro finished then they come like you were calling them okay now like, <laughs> oh so it was all guitar yeah 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 yes. <laughs> and the entire band come in and then um, Another song was like uh, Sukus too, all, all the Sukus. <laughs> like one, four, five, four, one, four, five. It's going kind of like La Bamba, you know? Oh, yeah. But now when you go to Sukus, one for my song instead, one, four, five, four goes like. So that same one, four, five, one, four, five, four. You see, it is there. Mm-hmm. But when you play it, like, it sounds like. 
so that the way it breaks sukus <laughs> yeah it's pretty disguised as, uh, no no <laughs> one four five four but, but, yeah one four five four and like a, because if you just play one four five four ah, it will be boring people will be like ah this is so boring but the more you pour it the more interesting the people are, wow i, I want to buy that song Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you tell me about your first big hit, Sicily? Uh, yes, yeah, Sicily, my first big hit. When I reached in Kenya, Nairobi, that was in 1979. I met a young girl. Oh, my name is Sicily. So we fall in love. And then one day, I just said, Sicily, you know what? I want to sing you. Sing about you. Um, she's, she was so excited, like, really? A song? But me, I'm like, yes, because I love you. So for me, I just thought that I would sing. She won't gonna go any far, you know, like, just a song. So I, I, we did, went to the recording studio and then recorded the song. The song was hit. And that song brought problem in my life. Like the father of the girl had like sent some message, but like strong message. You can't play with my daughter. I'm gonna come take her out. We got this notice like, what? What your daddy? My dad is so mad about you singing about me because the song everywhere in the radio. <laughs> was it a like bad song or <laughs> no it wasn't but just the saying like I love you so much and, and at the end what make the parents feel so bad because they are saying touch touch oh, oh. <laughs> touch touch it's like touch Sicily in the same places like what is so people laugh at the touch touch oh. <laughs> And the parents were like, no! And huh. she never came back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Would you be willing to play that song? Oh, yeah, yeah. So this one, I will ask Dallas to join me with a little oh, bit clavier or something. Great. Fake a humor, 
Sikukupata mama Sisili mama yeye Sisili monamo mama Penzi wangu mina kupenda Mimi na we pamoza na yo motema Sisili mama yeye Sisili monamo mama Penzi wangu mina kupenda Mimi na we pamoza na yo motema Shike, kwa fasi moja mama, sisili Mshike, mshike, shike Kwa fasi moja mama, sisili Mshike, shike Kwa fasi moja mama, sisili Sisili, nakupenda we Mshike, shike that's great. So that's the so, part. They're like, touch, touch her. <laughs> the dad was like, no, this is my daughter, man. <laughs> oh, God. So, so what was your songwriting process as you're going along? Did that come to you really easily? or Composing can be easy for me. Like I can't even compose anytime, but sometimes... They don't pop up. And then what now, my system for now, if anything good come, I have to record it. Because if I let it go, it might not come back. But when I was really young, it was easy. Because nothing else to do is guitar all day or until you get tired. Oh, let me have a rest now. But nowadays... Composing can ask a lot because a lot of things popping up in your brain, like, oh, I had to pay that guy's money. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, for me, it's like I feel like if I record, I have to record whenever I'm coming up with ideas because it's like the first idea is the best, usually. And then once you repeat it, you kind of water it down or something. Yeah. Yeah, so. the first idea is the best because you can't really get that first idea. If you lose, lost it, hard to get that feeling in. Like, doesn't sound like the way I had it to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of wonder if I heard your music on the radio in Tanzania when oh, I was there. Could be. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I, it's. It sounds a lot no. like yeah, stuff that they would play in the bars. Yes, yes. Yeah, we 
We came from Kinshasa and there was several bands from the Congo who was in Nairobi already. Hmm. So yeah, so we'd be like, these bands are really well known here, very strong. So we have to sit down and talk about our style. Okay, let's bring a little bit unique style. So I had to kind of like change way to play rhythm, kind of like. So that's the same thing. <laughs> so people was like, who is this rhythm player? Because I was like, most of the people, and there is another way to tune your guitar too in sukus. You put this small string on the fourth, and they used finger picking to play that. Oh, so yeah. you tune... Is that the E string yeah, that's yes. you tune it the same as as D. D? Yes. Okay. So the same though. So I was like, I don't want to use that style. I will use the regular guitar, but make it sound more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like this just came now. So when I do this kind of stuff, like, oh, let me record that because it might not come again. <laughs> well, we're recording, so okay. <laughs> luckily I'll play it back for you. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what was it that caused you to move from Democratic Republic oh. of Congo to, to Uganda? To Uganda, yes. What, I was in the band called Kavasha at the time in Kinshasa. And the band was well known. So for some reason, one Congolese singer was in Uganda already, has been sent by another like rich guy to bring band from Congo to Uganda. So we went, we didn't even have like a, a passport, you know. We didn't know we would be traveling. And at uh, that time, a passport? We like uh, maybe two years, you never even get one. You keep waiting. You know, hmm. the, <laughs> where I came from, passport doesn't work in one week or two weeks. <laughs> you wait two years. Sometimes you get it, sometimes you don't. So we just flew from Kinshasa to Goma. And then uh, Goma to Uganda, not too far. It is far, but not too too far, so there was connection there. The boss knew and they sent a driver to come pick us up. Oh, so we reached the border. So, okay. We were like, oh, how can we do this? Because you have to leave the car and then uh, they have to check what is in the car or that, what they do in the borders. So the driver said, you know what, let's try something. Can you guys just go to the custom and talk, explain who you are? Because the band, we had a big name. So I'm like, oh, okay. So we went there and like, who are you, you little kids? Like, no, we are musicians. 
What band? Then we said the band. They were, oh, that's you guys? <laughs> really? So what are you doing here? Ah, uh, we just came to play around the, close to the border. <laughs> But really? Well, how can we believe if you're musicians? Uh, uh, I play guitar, he sings, and all. Okay, why don't you guys sing with the mount? And you play guitar with your mount. Play guitar with your mouth? <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> <laughs> now when I think, man, that was funny because the singer was like uh, pretending like he has mic. He's like, and the drama was like, and then like, okay, we believe you guys. So. What do you want? We said, can we go like uh, just to check around close to here, not too far from the border? And then he's like, but you promise you come back to the Congo? They said, yeah, we come back. <laughs> but be careful, guys, uh, kids. There is, uh, there can be lion or bad animal, but that was just, there, there is no lion. There is like baboon and uh, oh, gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> and then when, We said, no, we'll come back. And then, okay. So the driver, they're checking the car. He know he will pass and he will take us. So that way, we walked, walked. And then the chauffeur came and, okay, guys, come on, come on. So <laughs> <laughs> Did the driver have the instruments in the car? Or no, did you we didn't have any instruments. Just bring cloth. Them? <laughs> like a small bag, you know. Oh, we, yeah. we don't have that. We didn't even have like a baggage, baggage maybe. And then we knew like we are going to start new life in the work. <laughs> we're gonna get paid. We're gonna buy clothes. That's the way I got in East Africa. Actually, we had a one-year contract, so we can go back to the Congo. But the war came for Idi Amin, Tanzania. Mm. Came to help Ugandan, so to kick Idiamin out. So then we have to run. Yeah, yeah I saw something yeah. in your biography about your mm -hmm. running with yes. Idiamin. Yes, for people who don't know the yeah. dictator in Uganda uh, at the time. Oh, guy. yeah. Idiamin yeah. had beat the lead singer in the band. His his henchmen or his soldiers. Oh, his, his people. Wanted them to yeah. play for Idi. And they said no. So then the soldiers came and like beat the lead singer until he said yes. And then they had to go do this show under this really intense fear. So and then, then you guys decided to leave. Yes, we decided to leave. And then uh, we packed our things uh, in the uh, in the night to leave. And then our one person came and stole everything. So that's why I, I traveled with no shoes. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, one, like one of your bandmates stole yeah. everything? No. No. Another, this is a Ugandan thief. <laughs> He stole that, and then uh, we have to travel. We just went. So after 10 years, then I knew who did that. After 10 years, I oh. saw one guy coming to confess in Nairobi, Kenya. Like, There is something I want to confess to the band because we still have the same members. <laughs> I'm like, what do you want to say? Like, and how I'm, many fingers he was? Yeah, he had uh, how many fingers he had? He lost maybe 
three finger. He has like two. Oh, from <laughs> but still, making people mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so then he told me like, you remember when you guys was coming to you to Kenya? You somebody stole your stuff. That was me. Really? <laughs> wow! Wow! And he was so friendly. He's like actually. I came to apologize, you guys. Please don't get mad. I'm gonna buy you a drink. Let me drink the. So we left. I'm like, this is. I've never seen a thief going to confess. <laughs> so we forgave him, but oh god. And then did you guys asked, write a song about him? No, we no. should. We should. <laughs> and but I did ask. So what are you doing here? I said, I'm still a thief. I'm like, he's <laughs> <laughs> still a thief. Oh man! No. If you were gonna write a song about him, what it would be like? <laughs> uh, oh, if I would write a song about him, and then I don't know what language can be that song. Maybe I, I can do something like, um,
<laughs> that was great. I was kind of expecting you to only use a couple fingers for that one. <laughs> Time to break in with a little promo for lynda.com. Linda offers several courses with music industry tips, so I thought I'd give you a sample of one called Getting Started in the Business of Songwriting. In this course, Garrick Chow explains everything from performing rights organizations to music copyright to getting help from music labels. Now, it is possible to get major label-like support without being signed to a major label. Instead, you might be able to strike a label services deal, which essentially enables you to utilize label-caliber sales and marketing services to promote and sell your music. Examples of companies that offer label services include Red Distribution, In Grooves Fontana, primary wave music, and cobalt label services. But these companies generally only work with established acts who have reached a higher level of success. So until you reach the point where you can demonstrate you or your band capable of moving a lot of music, you'll have to start out doing things by yourself or by signing up with companies who specialize in distributing and marketing music from independent musicians. If you're interested in more on-demand courses like this one, try Linda free for 10 days by visiting lynda.com quest. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash quest. Now back to my talk with Siama Matazungidi and Dallas Johnson. I'm kind of curious, mm. like, when you first came here to yeah. America, yes. what were your impressions of American music? Were, were there things that you liked and things <laughs> that you disliked, maybe, about um, American music? I think. Yes, but I don't know how to explain that. But there is some music until now, like, oh, like poker. <laughs> like poker, yeah. So I never liked that much because maybe it is too close to to how we do sukus. Oh. Something keep repeating, is it? Huh. And I wanted something a little bit will open up new side of my brain, like... Uh, well, uh, it's one four five, one five four. I don't know what is okay, but can it be more interesting? So then, when <laughs> yeah. you listen to jazz or other stuff like, you know, I want some of those and try to mix it with my music. I can hear like a blues music. There is a lot of even traditional people back home when they sing, they sing blues, but they don't know. They are singing like blues. They just sing naturally, like or oh, some birds in the forest. They singing like, wow, that is good melody. And so the, then when I came here, hearing those stuff, I'm like, oh, made me. I wanna really learn those kind of music or listen to it more than poker. I didn't like <laughs> poker as much because we didn't give me much. I, yeah. I'm, I'm mm. interested with you uh, by about you saying that because mm. when I first started playing with you mm. that was when I learned that Americans always go for the two and four rhythmically mm-hmm. oh. and that yeah. most African music yes. is, needs the one. If he yes. doesn't have the one he he's irritated. Yeah. You know, yeah. he doesn't want to play very long. So if if he's playing with people and they're not nobody in the band is playing a one, he's not gonna it's not good. <laughs> so he has to have that one, you know? Yeah. And um American music usually doesn't 
play the one. So I'm just thinking yeah. maybe oh. Polka is on the one, and that's why you're like, that's yeah. close oh, to me. Yes. Yeah. I, want, huh. I want something more yeah. challenging. Uh. Actually, it's kind of interesting you mentioned that, because I remember coming back from Tanzania yes. after nine months and yes. not listening to that much American yes. music. Yes. I was in my car listening to a song, and I felt like the snare drum on... <laughs> beats like the off beats was just was hitting it? me in the chest because it's so it was loud and yeah <laughs> but <laughs> yeah it blew my mind when he said that because i'd never even thought about that yeah. i just i'm so naturally inclined to it was innate in me and i'd never questioned it mm-hmm. so then when he said you know you just need to play the opposite of everything that's natural to you <laughs> it blew my mind yeah. in a really good way yeah. <laughs> I noticed on SoundCloud you put out a song mm-hmm. based on your cockatiel. Oh, the, is that your bird? <laughs> yes. <laughs> cockatiel yes. Tim's first single. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. How did that come about? So what we do? <laughs> sometimes I play music, uh, my guitar, and then the bird will start singing. This imitating the guitar? Yeah, he, he, he singing melody he, over the chords. Over the chords. And he knows the scales. Like and, yeah. <laughs> what? And he knows the <laughs> he scales. He sings in the right scales. Like he'll change when the chord changes. Even Whoa. if I change the key, he's gonna go to. To the key, I'm changing it to. I'm going to this there. Whoa! Yeah, and he has cool little resolutions and little drama that he adds, and he changes <laughs> octaves. And yeah. sometimes he sings like oh 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 oh, and it'll be like, yeah, like whistling. <laughs> Whoa! At the end of the Weird. song, I'm gonna pull the note. Oh, I'm like oh. And if I just want him to sing, just get the guitar, start playing. Is he will be like. <laughs> uh, I have to apologize for the. Oh, the sounds dryer? like the yeah, it's the washer dryer upstairs. Uh, something. That's yep. That's yeah. what happens when you're in a house with yes. seven people. Yes. yes. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, yeah, there. Siama was the one that discovered that. Um, you know, when I lived with Tim first, Tim was my bird originally. Yeah. And he, I taught him a lot of songs. And so he knew a lot of melodies, like Bye Bye Blackbird, and If I Only Had a Brain, and, you know, just a whole bunch of tunes. But then once Siama came along and started improvising all the time, then Tim refused to sing any melodies again. And now we only improvise. (laughs) Improvise. And as soon as there's music, he's off and running. And Siama was the one that discovered that, um, you know, one time we were just hanging out and Siama was going... I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, me and Tim, who was in like two rooms away, you know, me and Tim are having this thing where we we trade percussive patterns. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then Tim's like tapping on the mirror like, tick, 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 tick. 
And then Siama would click it back. And if Siama makes a mistake, Timmy screams. <laughs> yeah, they're like, ah! Wow. <laughs> this is, I feel like your bird needs to be a part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Have you thought about it? He won't do anything in front of people. Oh. Yeah. Only in the yeah, confines like, of his Yeah, house. that's the only thing. Like, if there is people, he can't do much. Even sometimes people say, hi, Timmy. And he acts stupid. So nobody yeah. will believe mm, that he yeah. really is brilliant. Yeah. But when nobody's there, I'm like, oh, hi. I'm like, oh, Timmy, hi. <laughs> well, maybe I, I should I should uh, have have your mission be to record some of that. If you have oh, yeah. your recording set up, oh, yeah, that'd yeah. be really cool to yeah. have. If there is yeah. a way to nice, yes. oh yeah, we yeah. that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> That's a thing. I'll, put in the, I'll yeah. edit it into the podcast. Okay, okay. <laughs> After playing mostly Sukus music, yes. Uh, how has your style changed over that time? Oh, it changed a lot, a lot. In the past, I can just compose anything will come in my brain will be Sukus style, but now it comes in a different way. Sometimes Sukus, most of the time now is kind of like things like. So at the past, I can't, that thing won't gonna come in my brain, but listening to jazz and the older, I'm like, wait a minute, I can make some African music sound like that because I, I know, like I had that kind of stuff before in my past, but I don't know. So, and then uh, apart of that, I, I'm playing like more like finger picking. Instead of my pre-peak time, we go with the finger-picking, you can have more sound. opens some side of my brain I don't know like doesn't really command like compose like a Mali now but when I play it it comes like that so, hmm. 
I'm like, so I will pray something. Sometimes it will come. Oh, that's like Central Africa traditional music. Oh, Madagascar. Like pygmies. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, pygmies. Or, huh. oh, but, I think so, this song yeah. sounds like. Like it's just coming. To yes, huh. because in the past it wasn't gonna be like I would play stuff like like Jesse like. That that like old old sukus when there wasn't drumming, so one guitar only thing. That so kind of can style. you play that clavier? Oh sure. Dabu ya pesa imeni nana damu mimi siyama nilikuwa tajiri lakini sasa mimi masikinyo. Sasa mimi muze Sina pesa wala bibie Wanawake kwa nyumba nili Wawa kumina mbili Watoto kumina sita Ewa wote wamewolewa Those the kind of thing coming after I moved here, like more influence. Like hmm. I don't know. I just so like you. You wrote that one, or yes. Oh, well, that's that great. one. Too. Yeah. Tell me what it's so about. It's, yeah. Well. Okay. This one. This song. This is very funny because I'm pretending to be like. Oh, now I'm old, you know. But this, I'm singing like. <laughs> I, I used to be young man. I was very cute, <laughs> and then uh, I wasn't that uh, rich, but I had money. So I I had uh, several wives at home, you know. There were like twelve, 12 wives. Uh, wait, what? Is this based on? It's a Okay, just checking. Twelve wives and then uh, sixteen uh, daughters. But then I decided to add 13 wife, so I can have 13. But the 12 wives was too jealous, so they beat me up and um, I lost all my tooth. I don't have tooth. Huh? On they top of that, they picked me out of the house. I don't own a house anymore. So my life, just hard life. I don't have anything. I can't even love anybody because the the thirteen wives was Indian lady and they went back to India. So when I sing it, people love when they understand that Swahili. Like, oh, this song is funny. <laughs> On the chorus, he's saying, <laughs> "I have no house, no car, no money, no <laughs> teeth. 
And he's saying like, I want to marry a pretty young girl, though. <laughs> and then I would cry at the end of the song. <laughs> and when we say dunya, dunya, it's like, oh, this world, oh, this world. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So did you say that was kind of like an old Sukhoi yes, style? Like a, yes, like old Sukhoi style. Huh. Yeah, because... And then uh, I have noticed something like... People when they're young, they want to play with their bands. But the more you get older, you want to play by yourself. You you, you will go buy acoustic guitar to be... <laughs> so that, <laughs> that is... Not that, as much drama. Yeah, not much drama. <laughs> Easy to schedule. Yeah, easy to schedule. Yeah, yeah. You can and then he doesn't have to. Um, you know, he's so much more spontaneous now than he's ever been. Yeah. Because if he wants to go someplace, he he has me on hand percussion and vocals, That's and it. he's got the percussionist, yeah. so he can just go wherever he wants to go. And um, so I have to be on my toes because he changes the arrangements a lot. <laughs> or he'll start just making up stuff and I'm trying to sing along in other languages. And he'll be like, improvise or harmonize. I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's really fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's something that is really natural to him. I'm going to speak f- as an observer of, of what he does that I think is really helpful for composers. Is that he's got a really wonderful in the moment approach to composing so whatever he really does trust that first moment and if he says to me in the heat of the moment i was going to say heat of battle but like (laughs) you know if we're right there in the moment doing something live you know he'll turn to me and just say okay just compose something and I used to just struggle with my notebook and my recorder and all that jazz to like try to get the alliteration right or whatever. And he's just like, whatever comes to you is the right thing in that moment. And I think that's a really good thing for composers to remember or to, to get, because mm-hmm. especially if we come through the academic approach, mm-hmm. we get really stuck on wanting to be good enough or as good as or, you know, and, and he liberated me from that. Oh. And I just want to mm-hmm. be creative now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more fun. Yes, yes. I have uh, kind of a music theory nerd question. Yes. Um, I notice, like, listening to Suku-style music, Mm -hmm. it seems like there's a lot of switching between, like, Mm. the... Like, within the scale, like, a flat 7 scale degree and regular 7. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah, that too. (sighs) Because... How don't I explain? Yeah, that so because you feel like you, I don't want to get bored being in the same. So you can depend what your your path is. So that in lead, we mix all those, the seven, flat seven, to make it just more happy, like catchy. Yeah. And then not everyone, one, the, if the lead is doing that, the rhythm doesn't have to do that. So those kind of uh, rules. They kind of the, conflict yes, sometimes? Yes, yes. If you open up those side of creation, I will create here all day. Like, but now that part, 
And no, wait a minute. This one. I love this that one. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's kind of like the yeah. flat seven makes it a little less serious. Yes. Yes. People come to me said, your guitar makes me cry. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, it made me cry. Thank you. <laughs> Look. <Whoa. Okay>. Oh. <laughs> 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 it kind of struck me like when you're playing the rhythm and lead parts. Yeah. Probably a lot of people would hear those and not really know what the difference is because they're the, both finger picking yeah, they're both yeah, really yeah. complex yeah 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 <laughs> well, what would you say that is the difference between like a rhythm part versus the lead the rhythm okay the difference of rhythm and uh, most the lead has uh, doesn't play like a okay like the way I'm playing the, the lead won't play that the lead in the four might be like so it's more notes no chords no chords no melodies chords. yes yes more. and the melodies yes so like so that's rhythm yeah even though it's all it's, there's no yeah. chords but it's more basic yes so this one so the rhythm won't uh, lead won't gonna play because we'll be just uh, you leave that for if you go to the fifth string and the sixth that leave it to the rhythm because if the lead can play the sixth but will play it as notes like if it's improvising but when in the lead And you'll be most like not in the high that lead. Even if I come here, you will still tell because I will have scale like a. So the rhythm I'm gonna play will be too much. The lead will be like hey. Yeah. You wanna be me? Stay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Stay out of the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I have one last question for you, um, which was asked by the last person I interviewed, because we have a question chain going. Ah. So each composer asks a different a question of the next. Yes. So, Mac Quayle, who I interviewed, who is a film and TV composer, yes. and he was wondering, how do you balance your composing work and your personal life? When I'm composing, 
I kind of put all that <laughs> as apart. So when I'm composing, I just see like I'm in a dream life, like I'm dreaming, not even daydreaming, you know. Like another yes place yes like another place so my now life or my personal life yeah can I can forget that <laughs> <laughs> so how do you balance it because if you have a personal life you need to take care of that too yes so and how do you balance it I mean if if I will just bring my personal life all the time I will not not be able to compose mm -hmm. I, I see how you balance it and to me I would say that when you're not composing yeah. you're exceptionally generous and caring and you give so much yeah when you're not composing so I think you balance it by giving oh. everything everything you've got oh maybe you can see that maybe and maybe for me like I need to be more better than only that. No, I, I, yeah. I have never you met anybody that. who is as oh, kind and that. giving as you. So yeah, you've got that, that side you do really well. Oh. But then when you're composing, it's all about composing. And yeah. you play like 20 hours a day. a day. I play a lot. Because I believe the more you play, the more you learn. And the things come to you. Just. And sometimes you can play something like, well, I mean, this is not my style what is that where did that come from yeah well, it's like magic right yeah yeah mm -hmm. and um, one time i asked him have you ever been because he never stops playing even during the night he'll grab the guitar next to him and, and one time i was playing my uke and he was playing guitar like as rhythm trying to help me learn and um i realized as i was doing it he kept slowing down he was playing in his sleep he was completely asleep and like Whoa. we were jamming and I was like oh he must not want me to play more soulfully because he keeps slowing down so I'm imagining that he's giving me this big challenge and really he was totally sleeping while he played Whoa. so he just never ever stops and one time I asked him have you ever been in a relationship with somebody who just couldn't take having you play constantly and he's like of course not. <laughs> he said that wouldn't have lasted. <laughs> so, the, so let's say like uh, my personal life, I'd be more happy, a kind to people, even if somebody insults me. I just just want to bring peace and happiness. I think my music comes. That why maybe. Parts I play make people happy. Because if I was just maybe mean to people, maybe I would compose mean parts. People would be like, ah, hey, that note, God, that note making my heart stop or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that answers the question, but. <laughs> oh, I, think, <laughs> I think that's great. <laughs> Do you think. Your wanting to bring peace and happiness through your music yeah. was kind of helpful for people at the time when there was a lot of political yes. upheaval. Yes, yes, yes. At that time, I wasn't singing that much because we used to have like maybe six singers and then I'm like, I want to make my guitar talk. People listen to that, they will be just like... I want to buy that song just because that guitar and the, that happened, you know. 
I can think of an example of when, um, you know, not only the Sukhus is great when, you know, people really needed to be uplifted from all the political unrest and economic problems, but um, mm. we had a friend recently that we really love who was in the final stages of, you know, leaving the earth, and um, it was really sad and hard, but she really wanted, she, we had her, um, we invited her to live with us, and she... Um, even though she was going through so much hard stuff, she kept inviting, she wanted to be surrounded by people, so she constantly had friends bring her funny videos, funny movies, they would read books to her, give her massages, and just like, she just wanted to laugh constantly and eat amazing food, and her friends would bring her smoothies, and like, just like, you wouldn't believe. Mm -hmm. And um, so Siama was so inspired by how she was eking out an amazing life out of barely even being able to get off the couch. And it was sad and beautiful at the same time. And so he wrote a beautiful song about that for her. So he'd always sing this mm -hmm. and play this song, Maisha <laughs> Mazuri, for her. Mm -hmm. And um, that made her really feel great. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is there a recording of that one? or is it? We, we didn't record it yet. Can you play a little bit for him? No, we can play a little bit. Yeah, we didn't record it yet, but... Even at the funeral for the friend, that friend, we did play that song. So the lyrics are, there's mm -hmm. only a few lines, and he's saying, Maisha Mazuri, do you know? Do you remember your Swahili? Uh, good life? Or yeah. Something? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's yeah. Like, good life, beautiful life. Um, you know, drink it, savor it. <laughs> no one knows what tomorrow will bring, but today is for us to live. Yeah, so here is Maisha Mazur.
that the song with it's when she was there keep playing it and then sometimes she'll be like can you come can you play that song again so I'll play for her. yeah yeah <laughs> it's a beautiful song so do you have a question for my next guest what would you ask that person how do you know your composition or your idea of song this is enough I'm done with this project of the song <laughs> all right because sometimes you just want to keep going yeah and yeah. sometimes if somebody is your partner might be like just just release it no no yet <laughs> what time no. when, when when you know that this is enough yeah <laughs> that my question to the next person will be here <laughs> <laughs> cool lastly yes. um i challenge everyone to come up with a theme song an intro yeah. for the podcast episode about composer quest uh-huh. could be either just instrumental or if you mm-hmm. feel like making up some words mm.
curiosity what were you singing there what were some of the words the some of the, of the words was just how happy i am in my life to meet nice people good people makes my life moving ahead you know because it is just good to know when you have loving people around you and add a lot Material is okay, but love, you can't buy that. So when you have it, you have to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. like you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. well, thanks. He bring good, good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Well, thanks so much, Siama. You're for welcome. coming in in Dallas. Thank you for joining us here. Thank yeah. Thank you cool. for Thank inviting us. Thank you so much us. for inviting yeah. us. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Composer Quest. For more of Siyama Matazungidi's music, visit siyamamusic.com. And that's spelled S-I-A-M-A, music.com. Our question of the week is the one Siyama asked. How do you know when your composition is finished? Share your thoughts at forum.composerquest.com. Now time for episode 6 of All My Musical Children, the soap opera based on the musical mating game at darwintunes.org. Last week we hooked up two music loops to create this dark and mysterious baby loop. Now our loop is all grown up and looking for a mate. Let's see what's out there in the Darwin Tunes universe.
I was surprised to find one loop called Silence 100H, which, as you might guess, sounded like this. Nothing but silence. Did we stumble upon some sort of glitch in the Matrix? Or did the god of this Darwin Tunes universe, Bob McCallum, intentionally introduce this silence? I'm not sure, but I had to try mating our loop with it to see what would happen. Here are the eight musical babies that came out. As you can hear, some of the loops were infected with silence, canceling either their rhythm part or their harmony part. I ended up choosing Child 5, which sounded a lot like our original parent, except a little noisier, and the melody was somewhat inverted. Will our dark and mysterious loop remain dark and mysterious? Or will the recessive trait of silence come out again and consume the family until there's nothing left? Tune in next week for the exciting conclusion of All My Musical Children. <laughs>